it's your girl Anisha. If you are watching this live, um, like in post on the feed, uh, just scroll ahead a, a minute or two because we're gonna wait a couple minutes for everyone to join us. So you don't have to sit here and watch me uh, wait for a minute or two for our friends to come and join. Hi, 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 Tina. I'm gonna invite you in in just a couple minutes um, once everybody's joined us. Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. What is going on? Hello. I'm so excited. Another day, another live. I'm really excited for this one. We're gonna be talking some tea today. We're talking tea today. Hi, hi. Hi, friends, hi, friends. Oh, so happy you're here. All right, oh my gosh, this is gonna be so fun. Uh, this is our third live stream, our third expert talk, okay? If you missed the last two, we talked baby sleep, we talked being a mother and a businesswoman, um, two really amazing conversations. Uh, so yeah, that was with Dana and Gemma. So if you wanna go check those out, they're on our feed. Don't forget, you don't wanna miss out so much fun and if you guys would like to receive a pdf with the top recommendations from all of our experts um you can send us a dm and we will head or shoot that over your way and you're going to be an expert too just like our experts yeah <laughs> anywho yeah so send us a dm if you would like some access to those pdfs and make sure you stay tuned make sure you're subscribed and, and following our instagram page um and comment below where you're watching this right now so i know i'm live on instagram so i know you guys are on instagram but if you're watching this in post where are you watching it from give us the tea um all right should we get started i'm really excited uh i'm anisha if you missed it that's me, that's your girl, nothing too fancy. Um, and I'm gonna be hosting our expert talk today. We have a really, really exciting and very inspiring woman joining us today. I am going to invite them in. Hang on. We are going to get Tina in here. Let's go. There we go. Hello. Hi, Anisha, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? Great, really good. Oh, I'm so excited. Tina Rudolph, am I pronouncing that right? Yes, you are. Amazing. How many Christmas jokes do you get a year? Well, it's <laughs> it's not that. It's that um, we spell Rudolph with an F. Yeah. And so everyone just gets it wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair, fair, fair. Well, you guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to the lovely Tina don't mind me, I'm going to talk you up for a second, so get your cool. blush on. She's an amazing mom of two, a wife, an inspiring businesswoman. You're the founder of Strange Bird Beauty, which is amazing. I actually didn't know that, and I was following you guys, which is pretty cool. Um, artist, life coach, you've been featured on People, on Monthly, E! Online, New York Post, Let's Go, Parents.com, and you are just a certified badass mom. So we are so excited to have you here today. We're Thank talking you. sharing parenting duties. Oh my gosh, this is going to be fun. Uh, yes. I want to hear some tea, but I want to give you an opportunity to just tell us how you fell into this world of being a hardcore mom, businesswoman, and sharing all these tips with uh, your clients. And how did you uh, fall into all of that? Um, thanks for asking. It's actually a long story. I'll try to synthesize it. But I mean, in a nutshell, it's the process of following my intuition and mm -hmm. trying to be brave enough to do that. So I, I'm actually in my art studio. Um, I've been painting since I was like five years old wow. and always wanted to have a career in art. And so um, I went to college for performing arts for theater. So I was a painter, then an actress. Um, 
but I'm 40. So when I was trying to be an actress, it was a really different world. Like there were no Asians in, you know, on TV, movies, media. Um, and you can imagine trying to be an actress at that time was really, really difficult. It was just really like difficult. manicurist number four or something where, you know, yeah. were the roles that I were going after. And it started, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was and tokenized. And so it started to get really... Um, difficult it didn't feel like art anymore it just felt like uh like a grueling business you know and so I decided to follow my intuition and um take a social work class um and because you know helping people being like the therapist of my family my friends was always like the thing and I was like okay well let's see if this could be something because ultimately you know my dream was to be like this famous actress and then I could help people Yes. You know, like, so I was like, why don't I just like skip all that and just do the help people thing? And like, let's see what that. So I took one class, a non-matric class at Fordham. Um, and I just like fell in love. It was like a calling. I was like, oh my God, I get to talk about human rights and social justice like every day and just dedicate my life to to being an activist. Like, that's amazing, you know? So I got my master's in social work and clinical social work. And I was doing that for you know, close to seven years. Um, And then I felt that creative itch again, you know, that like that artist in me that was like, this is really awesome and we're rewarding, but it didn't feel like I was fueling or feeding, nourishing that creative part of me. And that's when I found the Hendel Group, which is this like amazing life coaching program and company. Um, And I thought that maybe life coaching would be like a little bit of a more creative way to do mental health, to help um, women, which is what I was doing uh, or specializing in building strong relationships with themselves, but maybe in like a more playful, creative way because social work has a lot of red tape a lot of bureaucracy whereas life coaching could be like let's design your life what are your dreams let me you know so I did that for 10 years and it was life-changing Hendel group that method seriously just rocked my world Mm -hmm. um and in that process um of changing my life and learning about myself I realized that I really need to do something even more creative so as you can see like it was 100% creative Mm. And then I sort of like let go of that part of me and then became like 100% mental health helping. Uh And now I'm, and now I'm trying to figure out like really what my authentic balance was, my authentic code essentially, you know? Um, And so, so that's where strange bird came from. It came from trying to marry the world of mental health, the world of helping women really create strong relationships with themselves and the world of being creative um, and like through branding, through of formulation, oh through gosh. tinkering, right? It's and then so, so fun to, yeah, to do all that thanks. stuff. For sure. Yeah, and so and being an entrepreneur is super creative. You know, yeah. um, you have to be a copywriter and a so- and a marketer and a social media manager. <laughs> all of it. All the jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's all the jobs and all, all, all the creative parts as well. Yeah. You know, and so we took it took us four years. Took us, I say us, but it's really me. You know, it took me four <laughs> years to launch because in t- in that time. Time, I also had two babies. Um, so I have a five year old and a three year old. Um, so we officially launched Strange Bird last year, and it's been amazing, amazing. Um, especially since being an entrepreneur gave, gives me the freedom and the flexibility 
to really design my life the way that I wanted to, the way I couldn't do while I was working full-time for someone else. So that's why I'm in my art studio. My art studio is my office as well. I work on Strange Bird. I paint. I work on Strange Bird. I paint um, on the days that I'm not full-time parenting, um, which we'll get into, you know, yeah. but my husband's also an entrepreneur. We have zero childcare and we both work full-time and we really make it work. So I would, I love talking about that and sharing with and sharing and helping um, whoever might need to figure that out as well. Oh my, you guys are both entrepreneurs who work full time. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm even, I was already really excited to hear some like, you know, marriage tea, right? I'm, I'm not married. Okay. I'm, I don't have a kid yet. This whole experience has been me learning how to be like freaking awesome in a few years when I'm ready for all that stuff. And I was so excited for the tea. But now knowing that you both have lead such incredible individualized lives while also doing all of this is like tenfold amazing. I can't wait to pick your brain. You have such a cool story. I cool, love that you follow you. your intuition. Such a great lesson. <laughs> That's kind of your guiding factor through life is really just like you got to listen to yourself. Um, on my good days, on the days that I feel really empowered and clear, I say, yeah, it's my intuition, but sometimes the truth is it's my anxiety. So I, you know, I struggle from a lot of anxiety. It comes from my lineage. You know, my mom's an insomniac. My sister like had like basically IBS and she was like five years old as, as a symptom of anxiety. So oh, it definitely yeah. runs in my family. And so my point is that a lot of the times it's, it's my fear of not being in integrity with myself mm. um, because when I'm not in alignment, I get really anxious. And so sometimes, yes, it's my intuition being really powerful and yes, yes. like making decisions from that place. But sometimes it's like, oh my I'm God, if I don't do the right thing for me, for myself, I'm going to have an anxiety attack and I do not want to do that. So I might as well just do what I'm, what like my heart says to do and not like and be afraid but just fucking do it because I'm more afraid of anxiety attacks oh my god that is so true I yeah love that. wow what a great tip <laughs> oh, I, I mean that. you know your your like your shit is gonna come and bite you in the ass you know it's gonna catch up to you so you right. might as well just like deal with it now right. do what's right do what's in alignment um yeah. now because it's coming if you don't <laughs> really awesome yeah. really awesome. you know that actually kind of brings me into like one of my parenting uh co-parenting questions i'm curious to know because you have a great opinion like it, it seems like you're you're pretty you understand yourself you're very it seems like you're very self-aware you're like yeah okay this is this is why i do these things what happens when your partner has a totally different opinion totally different strategy when it comes to childcare. What do you do? How do you combat those kind of like uh, butting heads a little bit in terms of your approach to, to life and to things? Well, I mean, first I have to start by saying like, that's not the case for me. And, and, and that may be why it's easier. You know, we speak the same language. He's not a, he's not a coach or anything like that, but he did right. go through the same methodology, the same, like the Hendel group process as I did for years and years and years. Um, so we speak the same language. We have the same values um, and same beliefs about 
how we want to raise our kids, how we want to live our life, who we want to be in our life, you know? And so we co-design and co-create everything. Mm -hmm. Um, However, that obviously is not the same. That's not the case for a lot of my clients that I work with. Um, And I, and I have to say, I mean, this might sound harsh, but you have to know what your deal breakers are. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes like a lot of us get married young. A lot of us get married before we know even who we are and what we want. So then we are with partners who may also be wishy-washy about that. And then you, Mm -hmm. then you grow and you evolve and you realize, oh, actually, these are the things that I really want. These are the deal breakers in my life, right? Like if I don't have these, that's a deal breaker. Mm. And in the end, like if your if your partner isn't evolving with you, like, it might not work. I mean, that's just a fact, right? And, and it only gets harder, the smaller your pie is, meaning, you know, once you get married, once you have kids, once your family grows, um, to really negotiate with all that. So um, basically, what I say to my, my clients is like, you really have to know yourself first before you start to try to um, reimagine what a relationship is with your partner. Like, do you need, like, what do you need from your partner? Some of us don't even know that, right? Yeah. Like, we think we do. We think we want more help. But then when they give you the help, you're just like, no, like, Ooh, that's not I the way. <laughs> right? Like, that's not the way yeah. you should be doing it. Like, you actually want full control, right? right? So, like, first, foremost, you need to know yourself, truly know yourself, truly know what you really want, right? And then have these conversations with the partner to see if that's possible for the both of you, if you both want the same t- thing. Right. Most likely you will. Right. You know, it all, it, it depends on, it, it depends on your approach. It depends on your communication skills. Mm-hmm. It depends mm-hmm. Depends on his listening skills, your listening skills. If you guys are really understanding what each other is saying, right? But then sometimes in my, in, you know, in cases with my clients, it's that um, that you don't want the same things, right? And then that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, that's obviously a, a something to to deal with separately, and that's more relationship based. I'm I'm curious to know. If um, it almost sounds like it's okay, you want to have the same core values and the same core goals, but would you say it's okay to have different approaches to things as long as you inevitably want the same thing for your child, even if you kind of approach them differently? Do you think that's okay? How, how does that play a part? I mean, I think that's a big question. I think it depends on what you're approaching. Right. Let's you know, discipline, for example. Um. That's funny that you say that. I mean, I think that it's okay to have a different approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that w- the most important thing is you two being a team. Um, yeah. What I say often in coaching is that you're the source, right? So what that means is that when you have kids, you and your partner are the source. So mm-hmm. you are what generates and cultivates the environment, the safety, the vibration, the energy. It comes from your relationship. And so if you two aren't on the same page and a unit, a team, like everything starts to fall apart a little bit. And you're first spiritually, then emotionally, then physically, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, you can have a different approach to how you want to deal with your kids not sitting at the dinner table, 
right? right. Or, um, or being a picky eater or something, mm -hmm. right? One of you might be more patient, the other one might not be. One of you might be more creative and playful, the other one might not be. And that's all fine, but you have to have the same plan, which is that our goal, our value is that our kids are able to try something once, take a mm -hmm. no thank you bite, right? Yeah. And then move on, you know? So okay. right. whereas like what I've witnessed before, whether it be my family or friends or clients, it's like when one parent is like, I want them to at least try. And the other one's like, don't force them. Like, it's fine, uh, you know? And right. then the kid gets really mixed signals, mm -hmm. um, doesn't understand which parent is mm -hmm. to follow, the boss, you know? Yeah. Then they start splitting. Right. Um, they start choosing themselves. <laughs> I'll listen to uh, mom in here. I'll listen to dad in here. I'm going to ask dad for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the relationship, the sore starts to fall apart because there becomes resentment. You don't support me or, you know, you don't understand me. Um, and so, yeah, pick your battles. If you're, if you and your husband or your wife or whatever, don't agree on a certain thing, you have to ask yourself, is it worth fighting for? Hmm. Let them lead. Right. I will follow, right? right? And on the things that you do both feel really passionate about, make sure you're having the difficult conversation um, right every day until you both understand where you're coming from and then can be really authentically on the same page. Yeah, I love that. That's such a great tip, just in life as well, right? Just working through relationship issues with your partner. I think that's, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you picked your partner for a reason. And most likely, you do have yeah. the same values, right? You are the same. We say like two peas in a pod. What makes you feel so different is the lack of understanding and listening and communication. And so, you know, what makes the world sort of difficult is the lack of communication, you know? And so, so practicing that skill really, really refining that craft of being able to talk to each other in a way that the other person can actually hear you listen to the other person in a way that you're actually processing what they're saying, feeling and thinking physically, emotional, spiritual integrity, right. Um, which I can talk more about um, is, is really the key to, to, to having a strong source or a relationship. I really, I love that, um, that word source. What a great, a great way of describing that kind of teamwork and that, yeah, I, I really like that word. Such a great word. Word of the day guys, source. Um, <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm curious to know, um, just to kind of switch gears a little bit. I'm curious to know a little bit about your thoughts on gender stereotypes. Um, now I know not every relationship is man and wife, right? Um, husband, husband, wife, wife, whatever it may be, dominant versus um, non-dominant. I'm, I'm curious to know, what do you think about things like, like a common thing we get is a husband's not involved in parenting because he is a moneymaker and responsible for the family's well-being. How do you change that stereotype? How do you combat those, those issues within, not necessarily your relationship, but within your client's relationships or, or those kinds of, yeah, just general stereotypes in the world? I mean, again, I think that, that it all goes back to who you are, your authentic code, what you genuinely want, right? Like, because the, the inverse could be true. Like, you could be arguing not to be that gender stereotype, typical mom role, because society is telling you, like, to fight against it now, and, like, right. how that's anti-feminist or whatever, and you're yeah. just like, 
I kind of just want to be like, I don't know, like do all those things. Like I yeah. want to do, like, I want to do the laundry. I want to be a stay home. Mom. I want like, you know, so mm-hmm. like, I think, I think the idea or the process, the, the journey that I've all, that I've been on is like, how do I, and, and again, the mission of strange bird is to be constantly creating spaces for yourself to connect to who you truly are, how you're really feeling, quiet the noise outside, right? Whether that's through meditation, your skincare ritual, yoga, or whatever, so that you can really hear what you want. You know, I want to do the laundry. I don't want him to do the laundry, right? Like, I want to be the one who is changing the diapers and wiping the butts and like I want to be that because I don't actually think that like I want to be the control freak in me wants to be the one to make sure they're not having a diaper rash that they're okay that they're physically okay like these are the things that I want right Right. um and so to answer your question it's like what does your partner authentically want does he or she want to be the breadwinner Right. If so, okay, cool. Then how do we negotiate with that? Or is society telling him that that's all he can be? Right. And if he, if you can create a safe enough space and be an emotional leader where he or she can actually like express what their true authentic self wants, right. And then co-design how that can happen. Awesome. You know, Um, but, but it's, it's really a practice, not more of like, fighting against social norms or gender gender roles but but more for me at least about quieting all of it and really connecting to who you are and what you want and then creating a safe space with your partner to be able to dialogue about that and Mm -hmm. then being an integrity to design from that place um and and constantly checking in on the plan because we change all the time Right, right. right. Um, and integrity looks like if I want to be the one to do the laundry all the time, I can't be pissed that he didn't do the laundry, which yeah. happens all the time. Interesting. Such right? a good point to bring up. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I, I really I like that um, that idea of not necessarily fighting against a stereotype, just kind of not thinking about it and thinking about what's good for you and what and what yeah. you actually need. Um, I yeah. think that's such a great point. And I almost, you know, I think of a time where I, I did felt all like, oh, I, I don't want to cook tonight. I'm always cooking every single night. And he says, okay, great, I'll cook. And the kitchen was a mess. I thought I was going to lose my shit. The tomatoes are all chopped up weird. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> weird um, tomatoes. Yeah, like who cuts tomatoes like that? <laughs> Anyways, and then I I realized after I was angry at him for doing something that I didn't even want him to do. I wanted to do it. And yeah, yeah, I just was like, I shouldn't be doing dinner. I'm an independent woman. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's not about stereotypes. It's about your purpose and your needs and desires. Yeah, the trick I teach my clients is the three grumble rule. Um, so if you grumble about something three or more times, then you're, you probably need a redesign or to talk about it. Right. So if it's like, no, I I love doing the laundry or I love cooking. I want to do that. And then you find yourself like, fuck, it's my, like, I have to do that again. Like what is my turn again? Like, why doesn't he ever help? And you find yourself doing that three or more times. Mm. You might've changed. 
Like work got busier, like, you know, you feel a little bit more depleted. You aren't in integrity with your self-care, whatever, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. needs to change. And that's mm -hmm. okay. That's really lovely too. Constantly checking in with yourself, making sure that you're, yeah, like, I guess we're, we're always evolving and our lives are constantly changing as well with time management and, and what your kids need. And that's um, such a great point. Wow. I love that. I'm, I'm thinking of stuff too. Jeez. <laughs> I'm learning all sorts of things. Um, I'm curious to know, like, it kind of all also brings up the question, what do you, what do you do when, I mean, my original thought was the husband is doing it wrong, but it's not necessarily just the husband. What do you do when your partner is helping you with something, but they're kind of not doing it right. And you're giving that negative feedback. So then it kind of makes them not want to do it. So from both sides, how, how do you sort of work through that? I don't even want to help because you're just giving me negative feedback and I'm just not doing it right. How do you yeah. kind of fight through that? I mean, again, not to sound annoying, this is me coming from obviously a clinical perspective, but it's like, um, it, it starts with you. Like maybe it's you, right? Like you think that he's not doing it right. And so you want to react, right? And um, understand that the impact is that he'll feel, he'll or she will feel a lack of trust and a lack of faith, you know? Um, and then where does that come from in you, you know? Um, and so- for me, it's, it's like to just stop for a moment and ask yourself, okay, I'm getting annoyed or triggered by the way that my partner is doing this and then follow that inner dialogue. Like um, what we, what I teach clients to do um, again, it's part of the Hendel method is to do a purge before you react. Right. Cause like, if you're not clear about where these emotions are coming from, they'll come out sideways. And then all of a sudden you'll be having a fight about diapers when it's actually about something else. Right. You want to know what that other thing is. So, so either like quickly pen to paper, um, which is what I suggest, or just like taking a moment and just do a purge. So it's like what that, what that looks like is, he's, he's folding the clothes wrong. Like, God, why doesn't he ever listen to me? Right? Like, why is it like, he's just not present. Like I asked him to do this one thing. He's helping me do this thing, but it's not helpful because he's not doing it right. Right. And right. And like, so, if, so then all of a sudden, Oh, okay. So it's, he doesn't listen to you. Oh, he's not present. Right. So it might be a buildup of like all those times he actually was like at the kitchen table, dinner table, looking at his phone. Right. All right. those times that like you were sad and you didn't really say something, but he didn't pick up on it. Uh, Who knows? Who right. knows what your laundry list, your dirty laundry list is on him that now all of a sudden it's coming out coming out in like the folding of the clothes, you know? And so it's not fair to him because you have this bag of laundry that now you're dumping on him, pretending that it's because he's folding the clothes wrong, right. you know, when actually maybe it's you, maybe it's your shit that like needs to be thought out clearly. So you're not coming from a place of reaction and then decide and then designing a time to safely have a conversation with him about your real feelings, which is not that he folds your clothes wrong. Right. right. But that, um, you don't feel connected with him. And these are the reasons why. Uh, a lot deeper than that. I, I like that. Um, what, what if it was, let's say it was just you being a control freak. 
what do you do with that? How do you let go of being a house? I'm a total control freak. I don't know yeah. how to let go of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'd asking ask, mostly for me. <laughs> I'd ask you then if you are in your real mission or your default mission. Okay. So what that sounds that what that means is your real mission is to have a beautiful, bonded, intimate relationship with your partner. Right, where you feel empowered and powerful and authentic, and so does he. That's your real mission. Yeah. Default mission is I want to be in control over everything. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when I'm in control of everything, then you're not honoring your real mission. You're honoring your default mission. And your default mission is the one winning. And when you're in your default mission, then all of your default traits like old patterns, right, are yeah. actually driving the car, right? The nitpicker, the judger, the control freak, the not good enough, yeah. right? Like the fear, all those people are, all those traits, old, old patterns, right. old triggers are the ones deciding who's going to show up, who's going to respond, what is she going to say, instead of your real mission, which is like, just let him be, like, is like the way he cuts the tomatoes more important than him feeling like he's taking care of me tonight because he's cooking dinner. Oh, yeah. That's quite sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. Um, such great, such great advice. You guys, Tina, are you kidding? <laughs> Go, legend. Hey, by the way, if anyone's watching and you have some questions, you can pop them in the chat. Um, I'm curious to know your thoughts on combating a, a tough conversation around, let's say, paternity leave. Who makes more? How do you decide? How do you um, deal with clients who are kind of a little bit stressed about just having that discussion? Um, tell me more. What do you mean? I mean, it doesn't usually the employer just decide and that's what it is or... or... So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's kind of different for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but sometimes you have the choice, right? And I think, um, like, for instance, in, in my family, there's a discussion going on with my brother and his wife because they both get the same amount of time. She's taking it first. He's taking it after. And they're sort of trying to decide who takes the longer time, who takes the less time, and that sort of thing. And for them, the money doesn't necessarily come into it. They work um, the same uh, position. But for a lot of people, they struggle with the idea of, I make more than you, but you want me to stay home. You know what I mean? So let's say the let's say the mom is like, I make really good money at my job and I want to go back to work right away. But the dad is saying, no, you have to stay home. But she's saying, but I make more money. How do you kind of combat those those difficulties and, and making that that tough choice? Yeah, I mean, like, that's just a difficult conversation. When I say difficult conversation, that's like a specific type of conversation that we coach in the Hendel group. Um, it actually has like, I think eight specific specific steps that you go through in order to express what you are truly saying, really um, hear your partner's reaction, validate it back, what I'm hearing you say, like all of that, like scheduling a time so that it really feels like safe and, and no one feels like it's coming blue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was thinking about, you know, right, right, or whatever, right? Like, yeah. you want to make sure it's it's not um, 
they're not blindsided or whatever. Right. Um, but it goes, it's the same answer as what we were talking about before, right? Which is just like, you both have dreams or visions of what parenting should look like in like the very early stages, like early, right? We're talking yeah. about, well, if we're talking about paternity leave, we're talking about like yeah, eight, the first six months, 18 yeah. months if you're lucky, right? Yeah. Um, and what that might look like. Um, mm. And also everyone's hormones are going crazy. Everyone is feeling really scared. Everyone is jumping into the unknown, especially if it's your first child, you know? And so I think that, um, I think it's about sitting there and create and give and creating space so that you're, so that you can express what you want it to look like and then holding space for your partner to tell you what he or she wants it to look like. And then figuring out from there. I mean, I think my biggest tip in that, for that, is that a lot of the times with my clients, I hear excuses. Well, my boss will only do this. Well, you know, like money, the, the, the budget, we have to pay the yeah. bills, blah, 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 right? Like I wouldn't start designing your dream six months, 18 months of like, your baby's life with the constructs of what you think is like impossible, Very right? Possible. Because you have no idea like what is possible. Mm. If you, first of all, you have no idea what you even want. Let's start there. Let's not right. react by designing what you want from a place of what I think might be possible or what is impossible, right? So if it's like, um, I want six, I want, I want six months off and then I want you to have six months off. And then, you know what? I want six months off again after that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like figure, figure it out. Like yeah. come up with a real plan and then just like any challenge, right. Figure out how you're going to achieve that. Like if someone said to me, you know, you're going to be pregnant twice like have a newborn working while you're working full-time as a life coach, right. And start strange bird. Like I, without any childcare in the middle of a fucking pandemic, right. Nuts. Like, like how are you going to do that? You know, like you just, you just figure it out. You budget, mm. you use help, your resources, you talk to your partner, you design your schedule, you quit your fucking job, you know, like, or whatever, like, yeah. you, you, yeah. you just, you just figure it out. You start your own business. Like, wow. I know I it's not that. easy, but it's way hard. Trust me. Like people think that it's easier to figure out a plan when you first take other people's rules and then you like put that all on the table and then you like de design your life. Like, around other people's limitations and rules like you think it's easier because there's like a boundary or something it's not easier right right it might it might feel emotionally easier mm. or safer right right but it's actually it's physically not easier to like be like okay these are all the rules i have to follow and then i can design my dream around it right actually yeah. so just like design your dream like what yeah. would that look like you know and it, yeah sure it could have phase a phase b phase see like phase one phase two phase three right but um it's actually easier just to like start with you what you want 
And then seeing, okay, where are then the no's and the yeses? And remember, this is your life. That's why I call it the source. Right. Because you're generating all, like, yeah. right? Like, a lot of your life is a reflection. It has you to know? come truth because otherwise it's just not. Yeah. Be, and then so if you don't like happening. this rule, yeah. then just throw it out. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, I love that. I'm noticing a really uh, reoccurring theme of just really honest and compassionate communication is such a great thing to to really anchor navigating all these kind of difficulties of, of parenthood and, and relationships, because it's not just parenthood. I mean, you also want to have the, the, the space to give everything you want to, to have a healthy relationship. So what do you do when, when both couples are working? I mean, I know you and your husband both work full-time and you have two super young kids how do you give enough attention not only to the babies but to your your partner as well oh i think oh, we just do not disturb oh sorry uh, i just lost yeah. you there for a second okay we're good now no i'm sorry <laughs> um i was saying that i like put it on do not disturb but i don't know why my phone is still ringing um <laughs> oh sorry I didn't um hear it. Yeah, I mean, so what we specifically do is we um, know what we need in order to feel full and um, productive, mm. and then we bring that to the table, right? So for me, it's I can't work like three hours and then you work three hours or work I work four hours and you work four hours and and then I work every day four hours a day and then you work every day four hours I can't work like that four hours like I just get into my rhythm like I need a full day of work mm. you know and in and and then in his case like he needs to work every day. He needs at least two full days of work. But then on the other days, he's, he also needs a couple of hours there, right? And so for, for us, then it's like, it's like Tetris. It's like, okay, we literally draw out a, a calendar yes. a week, you know? And it's like, okay, well, what two days can I get my full days, you know? And yeah. what two days can you get your full days? And then on these half days, Maybe the kids are playing with grandma for a couple of hours. Again, that's not childcare, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but kids are playing with grandma while you're catching up on your emails or something like that. You know, um, it's really just figuring out um, what you really need and what you really want. And then looking at that problem and then just solving it. It's just time. Right. But how do you schedule time together? Because it seems like, you have to work this time, they have to work this time. Where does it ever overlap? When do you get that time to sort of just be together, even when you have these tiny little kitties to take care of? Well, again, these are the things that, like, these are your core values, not only for yourself, but as a family, that you, you, you and your partner need to start having a conversation about, like, you know, um, if you haven't already, not you, just, like, in general, when you have kids, right? Yeah. Um, and so for us, having date nights once a week is, like, like deal breaker like we have to Amazing. like not everyone needs that truly yeah. not everyone yeah. needs that but for uh, but for me to feel really connected with my husband for him to feel really connected with me um we have to have that you know and Amazing. so um once a week my parents watch 
uh, once a week, my parents watch the kids for 90 minutes at night. They feed them dinner and we go out. The kids are in bed at seven o'clock. They don't go to sleep until 830 sometimes. I don't give a shit. Like you're, (laughs) you're just going to bed at seven. (laughs) Right? Like, and mommy and daddy are going to watch Cruel Summer. Like, Amazing. you know, Amazing. or whatever, American Idol. Like, yeah, there's no miraculous, you know, like, no anime, no Coco Melon. Nothing, yeah, nothing else. you know, um, and then I again, like, like, you, you know, I know the, the term like having it all is controversial. But like I said, in the parent interview, like, I like that. Because for me, having it all just means having my all. Right. Right? Not like society's all. And oh, so for, yeah. yeah, my all means like when I'm with my kids, I'm feeling really present. When I'm at work, wor- when I'm working, I'm feeling really creative. And when I'm with my, cu- my husband, I'm feeling really safe and intimate, you know? And so how do I design my life to reflect that? And yeah, in order for that to happen, there has to be some rules that I can live with which is kids go to bed at seven, which is we have a date night once a week, which is twice a week. I need to be working in my art studio. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Which is when I go downstairs at seven o'clock and the kids are in bed, I leave my phone in the room, my bedroom. So it's like non-negotiable. I'm down there. This is my time. Yeah. And those are Mm -hmm. things just to honor my highest self and what it's designed I love that. Yeah, I see some comments as well. The same weekly date night is a must. It's such a good, um, such a good thing to keep in mind. And I, I'm sure it looks different for some people. Maybe it doesn't need to be weekly. Maybe it needs to be bi-weekly. Um, maybe it needs to be um, even five minutes of conversation every single day. It's, it's different for each person. So I, I like um, that kind of reoccurring theme of just being really honest with your own needs and your desires. And yeah, designing your life. What a what a sentence what a slogan design your life i love it it's it's really great um do you have any tips for let's say these are always obviously these are all great tips but let's say we're just hearing these tips now and i'm already in a shitty place with my partner what do i do to fix it um this parenting is putting a strain on my relationship how how do i fix it how do i maintain a connection is it kind of the same answer just scheduling those times or um i mean uh Again, it this yes, sort of it's the same answer, but there are really practical tools. So like if you're not feeling intimate with your husband, there's a reason. Mm. Do you know the reason? Right? Mm. Like you need to know the reason in for in order for him to know the reason. Right. Right. right? You need to yeah. know the problem in order to be able to solve the problem. And right. so that purge technique that uh like I said, the Hendel group came up with that I teach my clients is you is just learn. putting pen to paper and just writing down all of your grumbles, like all the shit that you've been complaining about, all that negative inner dialogue that you've been having and just, and just look at it, right? Because some of it could just be like, okay, I'm just being annoying there, right? Like cross it off. Like, okay, that's just, that's, that just sounds like my mother. Like, I, I don't even want to like nurture that. Like I'm just going to cross it off. Right? Yeah. But it's like, he's always on his phone, even during family time. Like, that really bugs me, you know, that really breaks the connection between us. Like I'm, I, I, okay. Want to talk to him about that. Mm. Oh, we never have sex anymore. Mm. Right. Like yeah. definitely need to talk to him about that. 
Yeah. Every time we have a date night, it's because I'm reminding him about it. I'm the one pushing it. I'm the one who's like planning it or whatever. If if I didn't do that, we wouldn't have one. Okay, let's talk to him about that, right? And then then like if you're lucky, you might actually just have a real list of like four things or five things, you know, depending on how dirty your laundry is or how, you know, like right. how like how little maintenance you've been you know, keeping. So like, so then that five, I wouldn't suggest all five things be in one conversation. Like you would just pick one, you know, yeah. you would just pick one and you'd, and then you'd, you'd have that difficult conversation, which of course, like if people are interested in going through that structure, I can just DM me, I can help you. But ultimately it's like, how do you, like you schedule it, you set it up. Hi, I really want to talk to you tonight after the kids go down just about us, you know, um, I, I have like a couple of specific things to bring up. It's not scary. It's not bad. It really just is like, I love you. And I just really want to feel connected with you. And I just have some things I want to get off my chest. And maybe we can come up with some ideas on, you know, how to make it better. Are you cool with yeah. that tonight after the kids go to bed? Cool. Awesome. Amazing. Kids go to bed. You guys come downstairs. Okay. So the reason why I wanted to talk to you tonight is because like, I've just been like noticing that I've been like judging you and grumbling and I'm really, really sorry. I don't know if you've noticed that. And so I've done some work and just like to figure out like what is exactly it is. And this thing came up and it's like your phone. And honestly, I know I'm on my phone too, you know, but just mm -hmm. hear me out for one second. Right? right. So like when we're doing QT time or when we're at the dinner table and you're in your phone, I just mm -hmm. feel like you're now like gone. Like you've mm -hmm. abandoned me mm -hmm. you know um and that may or may not be true you know but um I just wanted to hear your thoughts about it because I know you're busy at work I know like so what is your experience with you being on the phone at work uh, while we're not not at work you being on the phone while we're at the dinner trip blah blah blah, blah. and right. then he he gives you his response and then your job from that point on again like there's the script for this right but like your job right. is to then repeat what he says until right. he, until he genuinely feels heard and you know when he feels heard right Absolutely. so it's like yeah mm -hmm. so it's like okay oh okay so i'm hearing you say that you're so stressed out at work mm -hmm. that like you feel like if you're not on top of every email like you're not present anyway that like actually checking your phone helps you be more present because when you're not on top of the emails you're not even there. You're just thinking about it. Right. Is that, did I get that correct? Yeah. Sure. And then blah, blah, blah. And then he'll like reiterate or add to it. And then yeah. you'll repeat back and then, and then like, and then, and it's like, okay, I get that. So then the, and then, and then the way you end the conversation is you always have a plan because if you don't have mm -hmm. a plan, then this is just going to happen over and over again. And there's no plan. You need a right? goal. And yeah. You need a yeah. goal. And so at the end, yeah. it's like, okay, I understand where you're coming from now. You know what? I'm cool with that. Thank you for sharing your experience with me, you know, or it's like, okay, cool. I get it. So can we just make the rule that just at dinner, like you can check it right before dinner. Dinner's like 30 minutes. Cause we have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and then you can check it afterwards again. Like, would that be okay with you? Yeah, I can do that. Cause I don't want to, I don't want our kids to be seeing me on the phone all the time, especially at dinner Not either. Cute. So yeah. we both, Anyway, so that's like amazing a, a, in a nutshell. What a really good step by step. Yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely. Well, guys, we are, of course, going to be sharing um, everywhere to find you to book in for a session, DM with any questions, of course. Um, we were so lucky to have you here today. And these are such great um, tips to have not just a successful parenting life and relationship, but just a really successful, authentic life and staying true to yourself. So I really admire um, a lot of your approaches. I think they're really cool. Really awesome. I can see that you're a total badass mom. And yeah, so we are gonna, I have one more question, but before, just in case anybody uh, starts to kind of skeeter out, I wanna ask, where can everyone find you? We are gonna put everything in the links and please uh, give us give us some promo. Give it all you got. <laughs> yeah, just, you can find me at Strange Bird Beauty. DM me. I'm always talking about talking about mental health and life coaching and building strong relationships with yourself more than I should probably. I should be probably talking about strange like skincare more, but it really yeah, is it. my passion. And you know, I think that if there's any theme to everything that I said is like like creating spaces, whether it's your skincare routine or meditation or just locking yourself in your bedroom for a couple of minutes to just really connect to how you're doing because if you don't know how you're doing if you don't know how you're feeling then the rest of the day is just a reaction that is so good i was literally just about to ask you your top tip and that seems pretty damn good i really Thanks. like that wow i feel very like um every time i finish one of these talks i swear i always leave and i'm like i could probably do this one day i could probably be a mom I we do this oh yeah you can um hell yeah no this was so much fun i'm so inspired by you very excited to see all the amazing things you do with strange bird and thank you for coming and sharing all this knowledge you guys make sure you're following subscribed and checking all that good good and make sure you send us a dm to get a pdf of all the amazing information that tina shared with us today um thank you again uh yeah this was so much fun Cool. I'm glad. I hope it helped. Yes, definitely. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I feel very knowledgeable, and I'm sure lots of you feel very knowledgeable. So <laughs> this was an absolute blast. Um, once again, this will be posted on the page so you can see it. Tina, thank you for coming to chat with us. Thank and you. And we will see you guys all next week for our next one. Cheers, everybody. Thank Bye. you so much, Tina. Bye, guys.